guest this week is Flying Ryan Burke, a professional wrestler. As you'll be able to tell by listening, I don't know anything about this wrestling, but I learned a whole lot about how it goes down from Ryan. He's a guy that I've seen at many, many shows in Pittsburgh and Ohio over the years, and I've always wanted to know more about his hustle and He's got this um, infectious PMA, if you will, and I thought it was a real tight interview. One announcement, this Wednesday, playing Metro Gallery with B. Dolan, Mental Static, Steadfast, going to be real tight. The artwork this week, as always, is by Mike Riley. Check him out at MikeRileyComics.com. And once again, we're being hosted by Splice Today. Let's, Let's go, go in. I claim Youngstown, but I actually grew up in Niles, which is known for pretty much nothing except for we had a tornado in 85 that like destroyed the whole city. Oh, my God. And President William McKinley's from there, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's home, but anytime I want to do anything fun, I have to travel to... Cleveland or Pittsburgh or but like I, I think this is like a pretty like calm like private area but like all the funs surrounding it if that makes yeah. any sense. <laughs> is it kind of like a economically depressed area? Uh, I or... think this whole area is. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> which sucks but I mean. Saw a lot of these boarded up businesses. On right. The road. But like I said I've always been here so that's that's what I know I mean. Right, it's right. home to me. It seems normal. Until yeah, I go other places, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, what kind of kid were you growing up? Um, when I was real young, um, you know, I was into movies and stuff like that. I spent a lot of time by myself, but I always got along with everybody in school, which was weird. Like, I wouldn't say I was popular, but everybody was nice to me. Everybody got along with me. But then I'd go home, and I was contentious, being alone in my room. Mm. <laughs> So was this wrestling, like, a thing from, like, an early age? Um, I would say so, yeah. I remember there was a kid that lived across the street who was my age, who was my best friend growing up. Yeah. And he had an older brother. So I, we would go over there, and his older brother would be into stuff before we knew about it, of course. And uh, I remember they had a magazine that had Macho Man on it. And I saw it, and I was like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> right. like what is this? And, um... They had a wrestling video game for Nintendo, and it had the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom on it. And same thing, like, what are these guys all about? Like, I got to know about this stuff. And uh, so the, my buddy wasn't into the wrestling, but his brother was. So, yeah. like, anytime I would ask about it, I would kind of get blown off. Like, he wanted to play football or whatever. I want to know about this wrestling stuff. Right, right. <laughs> I would go rent movies with my parents and... They would tell me to go pick out whatever I want. Instead of going and getting video games or anything, I'd run right over and I'd just, I would look at the covers of the wrestling tapes and, like, I'd memorize all the names and what the guys look like. And so before I even started watching, I, like, I knew who all these guys were. Like, yeah. I knew who I liked. And 
and it was pretty much I would just I would rent the tapes all the time and um my mom bought me WrestleMania five. That was the only tape I had and I would watch it daily, even to the point where like today I have the commentary on the matches almost memorized. Like <laughs> <laughs> I would just watch it in and out and just from there I mean I'd start dropping elbows off the couch onto people and just picking up what I was seeing there and yeah. I was fanatic from that point on. What was it about wrestling that that's always a hard question to answer because I mean there's there's so much like I think it's like a variety show like there's something for everybody like yeah anybody can relate to a certain character whether you like them or you hate them like you know the the hero in wrestling might be the guy you want to see yourself as and like the villain could be I don't know the bully at school or your boss at work or whatever right and it's just I think it's like the the best story between good and evil all the time mm. and plus you know I'm a fan of all the showmanship and I think it's like art like yeah. brings the canvas and those guys are out there basically painting a picture like making up the story in the ring right 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 I don't know like I said it's hard to explain because it's just <laughs> I know how I feel about it but yeah it's it's hard to describe it <laughs> I feel that way about rap kind uh-huh. of like like, if you think of everything there is in the world and how much of it is interesting. Right. Sometimes I think it's weird how much of my interest focuses in, focuses right. in on right. dudes just being like, rap, 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 right. rap. <laughs> but, like, for some reason it does. Like, I feel like you can get into something so, like, completely that every nuance of it is meaningful right. to you. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean... As simple as, like, the entrance, you know, watching the guy come out, like, they'll get your attention right there, you know, just because of the way they're acting and the way the fans are reacting to them. Like, I love it from beginning to end, you know? Totally. Like I said, the whole thing's like a, like a, a painting, you know, like they're putting together. Did you start to get an idea as a kid of, like, I could do that or, or? (laughs) I would say, like... Pretty much when I figured out I couldn't be a Ghostbuster or, like, <laughs> Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles, like, like pretty much when I found out, like, you know, wrestling, like, you could learn how to do that and actually do it. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was set on it. And then, you know, that led to me and my buddies going in the backyard with wrestling pillows and trying the moves we saw on TV to when I became a teenager, we got into... You know, I had a whole group of friends that would, we would backyard wrestle on the trampoline. We would build sets in the backyard, and we'd make up our characters, make costumes and everything, and record our own shows and that. Yeah. And, I mean, we were doing that instead of going to prom and (laughs) going to parties and stuff like that. Like, that was our thing. That's wild. And did did people come to see it, or was it more like just to be filmed? The funny thing about that is people always wanted to come, but we wanted it to be our thing. Like I said earlier, like I thought it was cool to not be popular. If that yeah. was, like I wanted it closed into just my friends. Right. Right. I think right. we all felt like that, which is weird because now I want everybody to see me doing this. Stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. right. 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 There's also a feeling of, yeah, I think when you're young, it's like, well, I don't want people to see like the practice. Right. Or something right. Like and also I felt when I was young, like it wasn't cool to like wrestling, you know, and it wasn't until, 
they call it the attitude era, like while I was in high school, like when Stone Cold Steve Austin, guys like that came out, then it was cool to like wrestling then. What does that mean, attitude era? That's when uh, they changed, they got like a little edgier, like, you know, you would see girls half naked on there and vulgar language and stuff like that. So they were just bringing in more of an attitude than family entertainment. Oh, okay. So like each generation of wrestling broke up into a, a different era and they all have different names yeah but that's well, that's kind of like anyone around my age group they say that's that was the best time and what was the era before that um i believe they call that the golden era oh okay that's when like hulk hogan and oh, okay. ultimate warrior and all the characters and stuff like that i mean you mentioned getting trained by a certain guy like like when did you start doing um, this training well, we did the backyard wrestling until right on. We were about to graduate high school, and yeah. obviously everybody's ready to grow up and go get jobs and go to college and stuff. And I didn't want to grow up. I guess I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to make the wrestling thing happen. So I found a, a trainer in Cleveland who's named JT Lightning. He actually passed away now. And um, at the time, I didn't have a job. I didn't drive, and it was all the way in Cleveland, which is an hour away. So it just wasn't working out for me. I guess I just wasn't ready mentally for it. Right. right. So I learned a few things there and then it didn't work out. So I stopped Mm. and I always heard there was a trainer in Youngstown, but his school wasn't operating at the time. Um, His name's Preston Steele. And uh, my mom was actually out to eat and found him. He was, he was out to eat too. And she recognized him because I used to go to the local shows and she knew him from those. Yeah. And she went up and asked him about it. And he he said he needed two more students to start up the school. And I was one. And then my one buddy that I did backyard wrestling with, I talked him into doing it as well. So. And, and like, say, like, the thing in Cleveland, you, like, you weren't ready to take on the, like, discipline or something like that? Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, I didn't drive then. And, like, yeah. I'd have my mom drive me there and... You know, she'd have to sit in the parking lot or go to the mall and waste time like while right, I was in right, the right. training. And just, I was just ready to jump into it, but I didn't have the discipline to like be dedicated to it. I guess. Right, right. But it, was it a different story with this new spot? Yeah, I mean, at that point, I was researching online. Like, there was a point where we were going to go to Canada to get trained by a this wrestler named Ultimo Dragon. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's he's I like a legendary so. Japanese wrestler. And for that, we would have... They had, like, a dojo, so we would have had to live there inside, like, where we would train and, like, have to clean and pay dues and stuff, like, all that, all that stuff that's, like, a respect thing. Right, right. And um, so, I mean, we were willing to do that. We looked into moving to Philadelphia, um, a couple other places, but then... I always had in the back of my mind that there was that school in Youngstown. Like, I hope that one would work out because it's, it's right here. Yeah. And it's a guy that I, I've met personally and I've watched him in the ring and stuff and it just happened to work out like that. And, like, what what was it like starting to do that? Um, I remember we went and met with him at his house and he gave us the rundown. He had sheets printed out where we had to basically sign and say that if we got hurt or even died while we were training, you know, we are that's a risk that is there. Right, right. And um, he gave us time to think about it. And he left his office. And 
my buddies reading through it and I was already writing my name on the paper. I was, <laughs> I was ready to go immediately. Right, right. And uh, uh, I think we started, we went to WrestleMania like right after we met with him and um, we would start training. I, I think it was like a couple weeks after that. So it's like we had all that time to sit and think about it and watching WrestleMania live. It's like there was no doubt in my mind I had to do this. Oh, wow. Our man Seth was telling me uh, that until recently it was more like they sort of made a character for you once you're in the big leagues yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, did you have a, an idea of it? I guess you don't have a, you're not like. Right. Some crazy. I really character. don't have a character. Yeah, I don't right, have a character right. now. It's uh, when we we got like a heads up that um, well, with our training, we were guaranteed two matches, like two live matches, and um, we knew the time was coming up. He gave us the date that keep that in mind. We had to get you know our outfits together and stuff like that, and all the other guys in the class, like they knew what their entrance music was going to be, what their name was going to be, how they were going to pose on the ropes, everything. And for some reason, I hadn't even thought about it. Mm. I just wanted to have a cool match. Right, right, right. So the time came, he wanted us to all write down what our names were going to be. And he wanted to check it over and make sure it wasn't a bad name or something that wouldn't work for us. And I had nothing. (laughs) I had no ideas whatsoever. So I just wrote down my name. And that stuck for, I would say, probably five matches. But everybody at training would call me Flying Ryan all the time. Yeah. And there's an announcer. He's like a legendary announcer around this area. His name's Hank Hudson. Um, he announced me to the ring without me knowing as Flying Ryan Burke one day for one of the matches. And it just stuck from there. Oh, that's awesome. So I don't know if somebody told him to call me that or if he just thought that was a fitting nickname for me or what. But right, right. I just went with it. Is not having a... Like wrestling name is that a conscious choice in a way to to be like I'm not this like over the top character in a way yeah because like I said I just I always focus like I just I wanted to be a good wrestler I I never I'm not really a character in real life you know I'm I'm a shy guy I don't talk a lot I mean right, I don't right. I don't know I just I never found myself getting into a character I yeah. just always wanted to be me and. Sometimes that's a negative for me, and sometimes people can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Because as a fan, you know, who wants to be a wrestler, like, they see, oh, this guy's doing it. You know, I'm undersized compared to all the other guys. It's it's a lot to relate to, so. Yeah. I think it helps me out a lot of times. And how did these, these first matches go for you? Um, our first match was in Cleveland, and we wrestled in a Kmart parking lot, <laughs> which... Um, in the Cleveland area, like a lot of guys know of that thing. It's like a it's an almost comedy thing at this point. But I think our trainer did that because he he wanted us to see, like the lowest level of what these independents are like. Yeah, and kind of see if that would break us from wanting to do it, you know. And I think our match went well. Um, and no point did I think I didn't want to do it. Totally. Even, even at that, I mean. People were sitting in their cars watching us while we're, <laughs> the ring's just set up in the middle of the parking lot. There's people going into the, sh- the store to shop. and <laughs> I don't understand. That's great. Like, 
So you people just hear that it's going down, and then they, they just yeah, drive they, up. Yeah, they put flyers out and everything, and it's. Cool. I think they did it. I want to say it was every Sunday or every other Sunday. Yeah. So people in the area knew about it, but I mean, it's <laughs> nothing extravagant to see. It, you're kind of set up with these matches, but how do you like get? In the rotation. Well, we were lucky in that our trainer also ran his own shows. And what he does is um, he does benefit shows all the time. Where the first one we did was for a cop who got in an accident and his cruiser exploded. And he got covered in burns and all stuff like that. And um, they put on a benefit for him. So we went from wrestling in front of, I mean, 15 people sitting in their cars in the parking lot to a couple hundred people in a nice gym for this big yeah. benefit. And actually at that show, there was um, a referee who was involved in another company. So he refereed our match and he liked us. So he brought us to that company and it was mm. just, it was all networking from there. Yeah. How often do you do a match? Um, there's times, I mean, I'll wrestle Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. There's times I'll only do Saturdays, but I mean, pretty much every weekend. Wow. And when I was starting out, we would just jump in the car with other people that were booked to show our faces, make connections. Yeah. And you always bring your gear with you in the car just in case they need an extra guy. Wow. Well, like, where are the different places you go? Um, I've been to, I want to say, seven states right now. I've done... I've wrestled all over Ohio, done PA, I've done West Virginia, um, Indiana, gone as far as Wisconsin, um, but most of the time I'm based out in Ohio. Right. And do these go down in like cities more or more like rural kind of spots? Uh, it varies. Yeah. I mean, I've wrestled in bars and movie theaters and I've wrestled in casinos. I mean... There's, like I said, there's the little shows in front of 15 people, and I've wrestled in front of, you know, almost 5,000 people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you never really know what you're going to get. 5,000 people, that's a lot of people. Yeah, that was in a casino. That's like, crazy. It was like a bunch of legendary, like, old wrestlers. Oh, and wow. then all us new students, which was, it was a weird mix, but it was an awesome experience for us. Yeah, that's awesome. But, like, does the whole, like, league or like production go on tour or do you go Let's by yourself by myself we're like okay. we're all independent so yeah. i mean it's up to me to seek out bookings um i do my own merch I, I sell it at the tables by myself right i travel by myself i mean and so it's it's all like handshake agreements and just yeah. sending out emails and whatever you got to do to make connections like i'm wondering if it's similar to be a musician in that there's like this inertia where it's like like I feel like if I don't keep booking stuff nothing will just like fall into my lap exactly yeah like, so it's like like to keep yourself booked every weekend I'm sure right. that's like a job in itself right? it is yeah. yeah but I mean there's there's some groups that I've wrestled with pretty much my whole career where I know they're gonna have a show every month yeah but I mean how good are you going to be when you only wrestle the same places all the time? So I'm always seeking out new stuff. Right, right. You know, right. I, like, I like to wrestle guys that I've never met or heard of before because that's, that's how you learn mm. when you work with somebody that's better than you. And do you have ideas of, like, other places you want to go where 
you know would be good, but you haven't gone yet? Um, I I personally think this area is pretty stale for it. So, really? Yeah. But, um, like, Philadelphia is big, like, New right. York. And then, you know, obviously I have big goals of going to different countries and stuff like that. But I'm up for wherever it will take me. I mean, yeah. I, have, I have fun going to, you know, total crap holes and then... I just like the experience of it. I like yeah. to see. <laughs> I like to be different all the time. That's interesting. I sort of thought this area must be a hotbed for stuff, just because I always see you doing. Ha- like you have events and stuff right. going on here and in Pittsburgh. Right? right. Yeah. But like, is that how you met Grunge? Um, I don't exactly remember when we met, but um. Probably right after high school, I got real into, like, the punk and hardcore scene uh-huh. around here. And there's a bar called Night Bingy. I don't know if you've ever been oh, yeah, there. I'm yeah. sure you've heard of it, at least. Yeah. But I would go there to see pretty much anybody. They would they would let us in when we were underage. I mean, we didn't drink or anything, but, I mean, you would see bands you never heard of there. And, like I said, the same thing with wrestling, just making connections with people. Right. And I remember my buddy found a picture of Grandma Faye because they were coming up with a show there. And it's a picture that sticks out in my mind. Like, Jackson's holding a big club. And uh, my buddy had made a joke that the guys look like they don't even know each other, let alone being in a group together. <laughs> so I was, I was entertained right off the bat by how they look. And I would go see them and the party dream all the time, any chance I got. Oh, yeah. And I think just from seeing each other so much they started talking to me yeah oh that's cool but i don't i don't remember like talking to grunge on a constant basis before pittsburgh batman thing came up right right for those that don't know break down what pittsburgh batman is um basically it sounds like it's a comedy batman play based around you know all the pittsburgh lingo and the villain is um Ultimate Donnie from Party Dream, who's from Youngstown. So they did the the first run of it, and then the second run, they decided Grunge wanted to add some stunts to it, so he thought I would be a good fit, yeah. plus being from Youngstown. So he created me a role for it, and I remember he called me, or he sent me a message, and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and he was like, would it be weird if I called you right now? I gotta talk about something. I was like, what's this? And then he called and pitched me the idea. He's like, I don't know if it's something you'd be into, and I was totally into it. I thought oh, it was yeah. awesome. I mean, you know, all these musicians that I'm a fan of to get to work with them, and plus you had actors and comedians and people. I mean, I felt totally out of my league with everybody there, talent-wise, but oh, no. I had no experience. I mean, I'd never even been to school play before, right, that, right, let right. alone something. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, they got good crowds for it. I mean, big crowds. It was pretty big. Yeah. production for what it was and uh so i was obviously nervous but i had i had a total blast doing it i didn't learn i didn't have any lines but i didn't even know the lines in the play let alone like rich uh richie or ultimate donnie whatever you want to call him he would just tell me when i needed to go out and he would do his lines and i would kind of just react to him so i never knew what he was going to say right so, right right <laughs> as far as not having to remember not having to remember anything I was good but <laughs> yeah. it was nerve wracking to be in front of that many people and 
Are you guys gonna do it again? Um, there's been talks of it, but cool. I don't know if it'll it'll ever happen. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. So, like, what do you want to do in the future with wrestling? Like, what do you, what kind of like goals do you have? I I really don't have goals, which I mean it might sound weird to say, but I'm just up for as long as I'm still having fun. Just yeah. whatever experiences come up, come up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'd like to travel more and stuff like that, but, you know, just seeing new places and meet new people and stuff, I'm, I'm cool with that. And I've had my fair share of injuries, but I'm pretty healthy for the most part. And as long as I still have that, you know, I can still get out of bed every day. I'm not. <laughs> I was thinking about that. You, you guys probably wrestle more than the most like famous dudes, right? Um, somewhat yeah but i mean with them you gotta think they're they're wrestling the same guys all the time their their whole show travels whereas uh-huh. you know i've a lot of times i wrestle guys i've never even met let alone seen wrestle right. so we have a couple hours to come up with what we're going to do uh-huh. and i've wrestled guys that don't speak english like guys from mexico and stuff totally. like that so i mean the the chance for us to get hurt on the independence is a lot greater. It, yeah, how does it not just happen all the time? I mean, I mean, it does. It does. But yeah. <laughs> like a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times there's guys wrestling hurt, but yeah, they just work through it. Like, uh, I actually broke my leg a couple years ago, and I had never broken anything before. Yeah, and so I didn't know what it felt like. I'm just thinking, you know, my legs really hurt. It's swelling up. So I was putting icy hot on it and taping it up. <laughs> and I wrestled for three more weeks like that. Holy shit. And um, I was having a match, and the guy I was wrestling does a submission hold on the legs. And as I was in it, like, I felt tears rolling down my face. I couldn't feel my foot. I was oh like, there's God. something definitely wrong here. So I went to the hospital, and I told them what was going on, and they were like, they were like, you walked in here on that? I was like, I, I wrestled on it. Like, what's going on? For three like, weeks. <laughs> your legs completely snapped. Oh, my God. And I'm sure it's like, with these leagues, it's like, we're not liable. Yeah, it's it. just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> help yourself. Right, right. Assuming both parties speak English or speak mm-hmm. the same language, like, what? how do you work out? I like to compare it to dancing, whereas if we're both professional dancers, like, we know similar steps and we can put a dance together. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lot more physical than dancing, but right, right. that's what I compare it to. Or even with you, I'm sure, you know, you can freestyle back and forth with somebody and put a, put a song together. Yeah. yeah. Or even with a band, like, jamming together. At, right, right, right. So both guys know what they're doing. It's just a matter of... You know, what kind of moves do you do? What kind of moves do I do? And see what we can do with it. Yeah. Are you, like, involved in these, like, storylines? Oh, yeah, like definitely. That? I think, um, as far as not having a character, I think if I did have one, it's just, I'm so outsized all the time. Like, I'm very small for a wrestler. Yeah. And people see that right away, so I'm automatically the underdog. Yeah. And like I said, not having like a larger than life character I'm relatable so people can put me you know 
they can see themselves in me and you know i'm fighting these giant guys right right they're right. thinking you know this guy's got to beat them you know yeah so and a lot of times i do i mean <laughs> yeah so but like do you because i i remember one time i went to re- a rest a wrestling thing in amarillo texas okay and it was like like, we played in the same venue later that night, uh-huh. and, like, I was just checking it out, and it was, like, these storylines got me so amped uh-huh. as far as, like, there was this dude called The Pretty Boy uh-huh. that was from, like, New York or something, <laughs> and, like, and, like, dudes would get up and be like, oh, I'm so tired of The Pretty Boy, uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, like, like do, you, do you have things like that? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Like I said earlier... I'm I'm sure you don't follow wrestling, but to be there and to see that stuff, that's something that sucked you in. Right, right, you know, right. Like like I said, it's a variety show, so not only do you have to know how to wrestle, but you gotta you gotta act, you know. Yeah. You gotta put all that into it. And what do you so but what do you act like, you know what I mean? Like like um, do you talk like you talk in real life or it's like a whole different thing? Pretty much like I do in real life. Like yeah. I, I try a lot of times I try to imagine it as if it's legitimate beef, like what I would do if some big dude's getting in my face, right, like how right, I'm gonna right. handle it. Yeah, that's because right. even though I'm smaller, like I'm not always smart, and if somebody wants to start a fight with me, you know, I'm I'm ready to go all the time. Yeah, luckily I haven't been in a lot of fights, but I try to put my mindset in that, and what I would say to these people, or how I would act. Or, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, there's even been times where. You know, the bad guy's jawjacking with me, and I just pounce on him. And... <laughs> right, right, right. Do the different wrestlers have a way they want to be? Like, do you want to be the good guy or the bad guy? Yeah, that's that's one thing. Like, a lot of guys will get wrapped up into their character, uh-huh. and it might become a problem, but most of the like time... Like, in real life? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like some guys will only want to be a good guy. And, right, right, right. You know, like, for me, I don't... I have wrestled as a bad guy, but I don't like it. I don't think it works for me. Mm. So I usually choose to be a good guy. Yeah. It just that's the way I relate with the fans. So something that happens naturally, but that's the way I like it. But can you be a, on the independent circuit, can you be a bad guy and also people relate to it? Yeah. And yeah. that's another thing that sucks is say I wrestle in Youngstown one night and I'm a good guy I might wrestle in Cleveland next next weekend where they want me to be a bad guy and some of the same fans might be there so right, that's why, right, right that's why the storylines are weird on the independence oh that's interesting but I guess I guess the fans probably respect it in a way that right way. but yeah I guess that's about it um but yeah man thanks so much for- thank you So we did this interview, and then I ended up turning the mic back on because we were just sitting there and started talking about some other interesting stuff. Um, so check out this little bonus feature, and then we're out. There's a kid in, um, actually Ashtabula, that he invited me to his birthday party, stuff like that, and then his mom sent me a picture of him dressed as me for Halloween, and to me, it that's like one of the coolest things 
I've ever, I mean, yeah, I was, I didn't even know how to feel about that because that's what I did when I was a kid. Exactly. So, so yeah. to have that effect on someone myself is just overwhelming. Yeah. But then, you know, that kid doesn't know that on the way home, I, it, I'm driving home by myself and I have $10 in my pocket, you know? Right, right, right. And, you know, my body's all beaten up and I have to go to work on no sleep the next night, you know? Yeah. So those are... Those are the down parts. Yeah, but I guess that's like anything. Like, right. Like, when you were a kid, did you know that, like, the ultimate warrior, like, yeah. <laughs> some of these drugs, <laughs> or like, whatever. You know what I mean? To me, when I was a kid, like, those guys were those guys constantly, like, 24 hours a day. Like, the ultimate right. warrior was always the ultimate warrior. Like, I don't know if I thought WWE was, like, a place that the, all those guys lived or what, but it it wasn't even a concept to me that they were normal people. Right, right, and right. I even met some of them when I was a kid, and it, like, still didn't register. Yeah. Like, I met The Undertaker in his street clothes, where his character was really protected back then. Like, you know, The Undertaker, he's the, he's the dead man. Yeah. Like, no one ever saw him outside of that stuff. He didn't really do autographs or anything. And I, I met him before a show in his street clothes. And well. I actually have an article from the newspaper they interviewed me about it because i asked him for an autograph and his manager which paul bearer kind of shut me out of the way he's like maybe later kid <laughs> and it broke my heart and like later i realized it's because he was protecting his character right 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 but that's something i hung on to i saw the newspaper article from it <laughs> that's awesome i thought those guys were always those people and to think they had normal lives was just foreign to me yeah so i have to try to think about that with kids i meet now you know right right like even though i feel like i'm not anybody like that kid might think that i have some really awesome supporters like i i mean i have fans that will give me gifts they know it's my birthday stuff like that yeah and it's just to think that people are thinking about me in their normal life like outside the show right right is right. enough for me whether I mean I'm not a superstar like the guys on TV, but some little kid I am. Yeah, you know, and that's for me to have my health is one thing, but be able to entertain people and you know just connect with people like that's that's what makes it worth it. All right, thanks once again to Ryan. See you next week.